to another edition of the you tell me what i just said podcast i am johnny the outsider he is the one uh, the only the greatest most handsomest man in, in podcasting today and that's why our german audience continues to grow as well as our second highest demographic the females <gasps> the all true, all true, by the way. No no facetious info right there. So, what's up, man? We're always just hitting you with those facts. Yeah, that's what we do around here. Uh, just enjoying the weather. Uh, we, we got to take the baby out two days in a row now on a, a nice long walk. Uh, the dogs enjoyed it as well, although he's managed to find all the mud. So <laughs> he's continually just dragging the outside in, inside with him. But yeah, it's just been real, real nice to only have some weather. Like, I mean, Audrey was born in November, so hasn't really got to get outside yet. Right, right, right. I keep telling her that she's an indoor baby. She has no business <laughs> being outside. It's true. You want to keep him inside for as long as you can. Yeah. The world's scary, man. Don't go, don't go outside. As soon as you leave this house, I can't keep you safe anymore. I feel like it's a movie. Scary place. Yeah, some good damn good acting, dude. You sure you want to be a podcaster, man? You should, you should be an actor. You got the look, you got the swag. I figure, I figure if John Cena can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I always draw those parallels between you two. I'm like, oh, look at this guy, John. God, John's John. I mean, he stole my name, John. So, yeah, I mean, and know. he stole your your so physique. You mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Vince basically sent me the contract, and along the way, he somehow. Cena got a hold of it and was like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> Joke's on you. I was like, all right. I was like, all right, you know what, John Cena, you don't have a lot going for you. You need it more than I do. So True, true. See, always helping out the people. And I'm just, just killing time until I start a podcast with my best friend. So Yeah, yeah. I dig it, man. I dig it. That's great. <clears throat> so uh, we've got some Steeler news. Uh, finally, it's something exciting to talk about rather than uh, dogging on them. Obviously, we just had a big signing. Uh, we got a uh, another f- fan that needs to be taken down on Twitter for saying yes. something so obnoxious and stupid and makes you wonder, like, have you ever watched football? Do you <laughs> understand, like, logistics and how, how teams operate if they want to win? Yes. As, as well as, like, you can't just say something and it be true. And obviously, we had two big cards this week between ADB and DDE, and there was a wrestling Superdome, brother. <laughs> like when I body slam Andre the Giant, dude. Oh, and, thank you, man. <laughs> Didn't know Hawk was in here. Blend with him. <laughs> well, you know. We, we are in the downtime in football, so we got some special guests that need to show up every once in a while. Uh, I don't want speed we, dial. We got time. We, we, we finally have time for them. Um, 
I don't want to sound like we're big talk, big timing, you know, like the hookster brother. Right, um, right. Yeah. You, know, you know, he's busy too. So busy spray painting the sides then, of RVs and shit, you know. Uh <laughs> I also <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. I also I don't take Dave Meltzer seriously, so like I try not to talk too much about him, but this I, I just have to take issue with like his awards and I, I won't talk too much about it, but I just, something that needs to be said and it's going to get said and I don't care if it hurts anyone's feelings more. Hand wallet. It needs to be said. But, <laughs> but Parker, you ever want to come refute any of these facts, you're always welcome to come back. Yeah, we would love to have you, I man. Mean, <laughs> yeah, no reason you had to be one and done. Like we're we're pretty open. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, something needs to be said about that, and um, then we'll just end on general MMA. It was a pretty good card this week. We kind of talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. we get these cards with a bunch of like people that are trying to make a name for themselves. Sometimes you just get fireworks, and that's what this card was top to bottom. And uh, we got big news from an old timer that many thought probably would be done soon but maybe uh pump the brakes on that so let's jump right into it uh the Steelers signed Brian Flores obviously a lot (laughs) of controversy going on around him and after his time with the Dolphins you know me and you were talking about there's all these great defensive coordinators out there um yes it would make a lot of sense to bring in someone that has a winning way rather than just promote from within and see what happens like we did with Matt Canada. Yep. Obviously that didn't work out for us. <laughs> um, you know, Billy but- Butler Jr. Like doesn't give you a lot of, give you a lot of hope. Right. Um, doesn't really have a track record either that would inspire much hope. So yep. signing Brian Flores, I mean, he's done a lot with that Dolphins defense. Um, he obviously had a lot of great pieces. I think he'll have some here. Uh, maybe he can spark a fire in Devin Bush. I, I, I'm not going to hold my breath because if Ken Hayward like threatening him, yeah, <laughs> didn't right. get him to play hard, then I mean, like the, the captain of Brian the defense. Flores, Brian Flores has kind of an edge to him. Like I, I wouldn't put it past him to start a fight in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh man, might, might be what that defense needs. Um, obviously, ties with the Dolphins, Minka. Um, so that's kind of exciting that maybe we can entice Minka with a guy like Brian Flores to stick around. Obviously, we're going to have to pay the man, but I mean, um, I don't think Austin would get him to stay. Well, Tomlin, Tomlin's lost a lot of free agents. So like, as much as he's a player's coach, like, I don't know that he is like a guy that keeps people around. Oh, I'll just, Hilton, I'm looking at you. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Flores and Minka have a history, but it wasn't really the greatest because he was one of the main reasons why Minka wanted out of Miami. And uh, maybe there's, I mean, they're two grown adults now. I mean, they were then, but like now it just seems like it should be water under the bridge. Uh, I mean, Minka was what, a rookie? Uh, I think it was like his first or second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, bring in Brian Flores and like, it's obviously a great hire. Um, people are saying like, oh, he's just going to coach linebackers and whatever. I doubt that. I mean, he, he might have some, some of his 
fingerprints on the defense, but I don't know how much of it's going to change because given, given the fact that Tomlin likes to run with like the things he like the way he does things, like he likes doing that. And like you were saying, Terrell Austin just seems kind of like a yes man or that's kind of, I mean, I don't know for sure, but like, I just, <clears throat> how much of the defense is really going to change. Um, but it's I mean, really exciting. We, that? we were talking, we were just talking about that. like there needs to be like Brian Flores obviously doesn't shy away from speaking his mind. Yeah. So, uh, you need someone like that that's going to challenge Tomlin because obviously we've been beat before by poor game planning or oh, God. Yeah. not making in-game adjustments. And I think Brian Flores obviously is not afraid to tell you what he thinks yeah. and how he feels. Um, I know some people might see that not necessarily as the best thing for um, a senior assistant or whatever whatever position we brought him in for, but like mm-hmm. – we said Tomlin needs someone that's not just going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, Tomlin, let's just keep doing the same thing over yeah, and over yeah. again. Hoping for whatever reason, this time it's going to work, even right. though it hasn't yeah. for the last 23 plays, but maybe this time. Yeah, maybe this time. Maybe somebody will trip, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's – Trial at Venables is accidentally being in the right place at the right time. <laughs> well, I mean, we can only hope so because the majority of the time he just seems out of position. But, uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I was excited for Brian Flores coming in. Um you know, he has that pedigree. He was with the Patriots in multiple coaching positions on the defense. And then, like you were saying earlier, like he was with the Dolphins. They were like one and nine at one point last year. And then he willed them back to almost, almost getting into the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man, I'm over the moon. Like like we said before, uh, you know, maybe a change in the defense, somebody to bring in a fresh new perspective, eyes scheme and something and and, you know it's i think they nailed it um i don't know how long he'll stay uh i think it might be like a one-year deal i don't know i'm not sure the 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 details but also like if he ends up becoming a head coach after this like stint in pittsburgh if he decides to leave we get comp picks i think we get like two third round comp picks if he becomes a head coach next season or the season after that so i mean there really isn't anything maybe the minka stuff but like other than that man like i just I'm excited about this hire because like you were saying Keith Butler you know like he was good while while he was you know in his prime was great and then like things just kind of seemed to fade away but that could just be yeah like to be just his game plan or lack of talent because I mean there was a lot of injuries on the defensive line and also we have a struggling Devin Bush and Joe Schobert I mean like he was okay but like we're probably looking to bring in some guys like you I think you said in the last episode maybe Leighton Vander Esch to go to pair with Bush or maybe a rookie uh, everything's wide open so I, I mean like again like this hire is just unexpected but in a good way yeah I mean I think I think those defensive players need someone to like get on their ass because a lot of times like Trell Edmonds, we rip on him all the time, but like he continues to go out there and make stupid plays. So like he needs someone that's gonna call him out for it and not let him just go to the sideline and be like, get him next time, champ. Yeah. Um, Devin Bush, like same thing. Like he's saying he says stupid stuff on Twitter. He does stupid stuff on the field. Like it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of accountability for mental mistakes. And so yes. you need someone that's gonna like call him out and Show them tough love. I mean, this is the NFL. This isn't, you know, peewee, you know, league football where you just kind of pat them on the shoulders and go, it's okay, son. Let's, yeah. You've you got the rest of your life to, you know, get like, no, this is 
literally the your pinnacle. Job. Like, this, <laughs> this, your this job. is the furthest. This is what you worked for your whole life. So, like, if you're not here to, if you can't handle the criticism and getting called out and told, like, like it's one thing to have, you know, it's one thing to mess up on a play and, you know, like you trip or like you just bid on a play action or something, but to continually make the error that some of the, the defensive players that we have continue to make mm-hmm. and not not have any accountability, it seems like at times. I think you need someone that's going to come in and get on their ass. And Brian Flores doesn't seem to mind to be the bad, bad guy. So like maybe that's why they brought him in because Tomlin doesn't want to be the bad guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah Austin seems like a nice guy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's too many, you know, buddies in the locker room and not enough dads, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grown ass men. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100% with that statement. Yeah, that's, you know, we need somebody that'll be on their ass and just teach them, man. Teach them that this isn't a joke. Like, this is this is what you get paid to do. And hopefully, like you said, that he lights a fire in them. Uh, maybe, you know, <clears throat> perform to perform better than they have been um so yeah again man uh a plus higher in my book i'm excited to see I mean, what he implements when you know the season rolls around how many times last year did former steelers players call out the steelers for not playing the steeler way of football like i so, think everybody did Brian yeah Clark, uh james harrison like any former steeler that could get in front of a microphone and a television was oh, yeah. basically ripping them for not playing steeler football. So yeah, Brian Flores might be like that James Harrison. So <laughs> I hope so, um, man. Yeah, we need that toughness back. That's clearly, hell, I wouldn't care if he went after Deontay Johnson, Clay, Claypool, ah! Johnson, too. Oh, that'd get, be hilarious. Kendrick, Kendrick Green, like oh my lord, if he could whip Kendrick <laughs> Green into shape, like. Wow. I'm all for it. Right. I'm all for all the smoke that man might bring. Yeah. It's definitely exciting. <clears throat> hey, if he just comes in and this kowtows to you know, Tomlin, then I'll be disappointed. <laughs> um, so did you see the recent comments that our GM made about the quarterback position? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they, they say five, four and one, but let's face it, that line tie might as well have been a loss um, yeah yeah so might as well say five and five uh listen we're, we're if we're all in for tanking then let's just come out and say it let's stop <laughs> pretending like we have hope that mason's going to be the guy like stop beating around the bush let's come out and say like yes we don't have any faith in the quarterbacks in this draft um so we're in a rebuild this year and we're hoping we're going to nail it in the draft and next year find the quarterback of the future. Like let's stop, let's stop with like the fake optimism. Yeah. Even the, like none of the players have come out and like, like yeah. that Billy Butler, or Billy Butler, um, <laughs> Randy Feekner can come or what, what's his name? Who? Uh, Matt Canada? The GM. Oh, no, the GM leader. Kevin Colbert. Yeah. Colbert can come out and say whatever he wants to the yeah. GM. He has to, that's what he's paid to do. I care about what the players on the team think. They're the ones that are at practice every day, and they're the ones that aren't aren't paid to rah rah sishkumba. Like <laughs> they're out, most of them are out there to win. So yeah, when Cam Hayward doesn't come out and go, yeah, Mason's the guy. When TJ comes out and doesn't go, yeah, Mason's the guy. When Najee doesn't come out and go, Mason's the guy. Like that's what I care about. Yeah, I care what Colbert says. 
I don't care what Tomlin says at this point. The standard is the standard. is getting pretty damn old. Yes, it is. Yes, I, it is. I don't care what the players are saying. They don't have any faith in Mason, and you guys are just saying we're going to trot him out there for a season. Then just come out and say we're open for a damn good draft pick. Hopefully some a couple quarterbacks jump out this year because we're probably not going to be bad enough to get first-round pick or first pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and say it. Like, we're hoping to get top five and wind up with you know the quarterback of the future dj angle that's why we're that's that's why we're putting all of our fa- all our eggs in the mason basket because we know he will get us top five yeah just shatter his confidence <laughs> all the players have so just the gun shatter his confidence uh, it's just kind of tough uh, like yeah colbert's done a great job over the years but man like some of the whiffs that he's made like we talked about it like a million times but the fact that he had a fresh on grade on Mason and still believes, like, and I think he came out and believed that, or was it Art Rooney? One of the two, like, just come on, man. Like, we saw the guy play. Like, you know, maybe I was thinking maybe it could be like you threw him into the fire too soon or too early because, you know, he, he came in when Ben hurt his elbow. So I don't think he was preparing to be an, uh, a starter. But I mean, I think if you're a backup, like, like you are always preparing to be the starter or come in at a moment's notice. And then, I mean, he had a rough well, go, but still, you know, <clears throat> it's different too. If you're a young guy or if you're Charlie batch, but Charlie batch, you're not expecting to play, you know, your role is just to come in and blowouts and God forbid an injury happens. Like your job is just to keep the ship straight just in case, you know, hopefully the starter comes back when you're, drafted what he was second or third round i think he was a third rounder yeah when you're drafted that high and you're a young guy you know you're being brought in to be the future so like doesn't matter that he got thrown in there like that's that's who you are Mm. you're the future so when you get your chance to shine like what's the saying uh you prepare for an opportunity like it's never gonna come so that way when it does come you're ready Man, um, there you go. Damn. Mason like hasn't shown that. He got the opportunity against the Lions, didn't oh, show it. You know? Brutal. Like oh man. Five, four, and one. I mean, when he was a starter, they they had a pretty good team. I mean, we still had a pretty good O line. We still still had, you know, Juju, Deontay was coming out, James Washington still looked like he gave a shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't. He didn't have any excuses. I think James Conner played most of that season. Maybe, maybe yeah, not. maybe, maybe. I don't remember. I don't. I remember Conner fumbling a lot, but you know, there was a couple of whiffs from the wide receivers too. But still, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like either way, he, like we had a top five defense that year. Like yeah, and and plus, like like whenever we watched him, like me and you, like it's he never gives you that feeling like he's the guy, like or he has that that kill like like oh yeah that guy can take us into the future you know like it, it just always just seemed like well here comes mason placeholder until ben comes back so Landry I mean, jones 2.0 yeah yeah and plus if okay again that we'll, we'll settle this here too if mason was the guy if mason was the guy like you knew that he had it in him i feel like they wouldn't have brought ben roethlisberger back honestly because like why would you you know like you have the future right here ready like he's ready to take over and he just mason never showed that ever like no and you don't see it and then just and still i'm watching him in the pocket like you say it all the time like he just 
his feet are terrible. And some of us, like, uh, we can rip on him all day, but everybody knows. Anybody who's listening to our podcast knows okay. how we feel about him. So <clears throat> he's got he's got one rated, he's a one rated quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's not that he, he can't get out of the pocket and go to the next or third, you know, second, third, fourth option. It's stand in the pocket, hope the first read gets open. And if not, he's in trouble. Yeah. Dude just grows roots and that's where he's gonna stand and root, my God, root. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he has a pretty good deep ball, but like, does he have time to stand in the pocket and throw a deep ball? Do we really have a deep threat like Deontay? You know, there's two or three games where like we had that deep ball touchdown to him in a mm-hmm. row. The Packers and the game after that, and maybe the game after that. But I mean, do is do you really consider him a deep threat? Like, no, no, I don't. We don't really have a burner. That's one of the things yeah, yeah. Chase should be that with the size and physicality, but he lacks the physicality. He just has the size and he doesn't know how to use it. So, <laughs> I mean, if he if you can't make the short throws, which is what our offense is built around right now, um, it doesn't matter how good his deep ball is because we don't have anyone for him to throw to. Right, right. <clears throat> well, we'll see what happens. I mean, if I don't know, dude, it's hard to be hopeful with with Chase and. Deontay, because they have their own their own shortcomings, but maybe we'll address that in the draft, you know, most likely, or maybe we bring in a free agent. I don't know. We'll see what happens, because you know what, what free agency is in two weeks. Yeah, you know. I so look, I wouldn't be mad at bringing in Godwin if he wasn't, you know, asking a lot. Obviously, right. like J.C. Jackson would be. Yes. For it. Well, and then back to the Brian Flor- Brian Flores thing, like, you know, there are some rumblings like, oh, Brian, Brian and Tomlin, you know, Flores and Tomlin, that'd be like a hot spot for free agents. And, you know, I guess people want to play for Flores, you know, like JC Jackson has that, that connection. Uh, a couple of some Patriots players, former like Dante Hightower, like, okay. I mean, I wouldn't be too excited about that because the man is not old for the earth, but he's old in football. I mean, maybe for a year, I don't know. Um, some Miami players, there's a couple of players that I think are their unrestricted free agents. I mean, you could bring some of those guys in because, I mean, like you were saying, that defense was stellar last year. So, you know, maybe maybe something happens with that. Like, who's to say yet, you know? I mean, I'd rather play for Flores than Austin, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. For Austin. Right. <clears throat> I'm just trying to, I don't know, man. It's just a strange time because we still don't have the GM at all. I mean, I guess, you know, we, I think we know that Colbert's stepping down after the draft. So, and we're, are we still going after the guy that was in the ESPN booth? What's his name? Oh, Lewis Riddick. I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know. What do you think? I, I still like Brandon Graham, honestly, like the guy that's been groomed you know, in, in, in the Steeler organization for years, um, I, I would think that he would be the successor, but maybe one of these other GMs that they've interviewed, you know, catches their eye. So it's, you know, a lot of question marks in that regard. If you take Riddick out of the ESPN booth, you got nobody in that booth to really give any worthwhile insight. But <laughs> I mean, I, I like the hire. I like Lewis Riddick. I think the guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Go after, go after, go after Tony Romo. See, see what Tony Romo. Oh, uh, yeah. 
guys like Nostradamus out there. So <laughs> bring him in for like for, for free SPN or what? Is that what you're saying? No, no, bring, as a you know, GM. Bring him in as a GM. Oh <laughs> no way, dude! No way. Let him predict the future. I guarantee you, he wouldn't have took Kendrick Green. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, this is the big time whiff. He won that pick. Well, I don't know. Then again, we'll see. I'm always like back and forth, but. I, I don't know, dude. I don't have a lot of faith in him growing. Oh, like you were saying a couple episodes ago, I'll gladly eat the crow if Kendrick Green turns into a decent starter. But it's a long it's shot, man. Not the, it's not. Don't worry. Don't worry, kids. I have a big, I have a big pot of it ready to hand out to all y'all that were telling me, oh, like Quinn Miners isn't even starting for the buck. Broncos, and then he ends up starting and like running, running rampant over everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, there's Creed Humphrey, who we probably would have had to trade up to get. But like, if you're gonna trade up for Kendrick Green, why wouldn't you trade up? To, you know, make make it worth your while and go get Creed Humphrey. Uh, man, what could have been? What could have been? Yeah, but we. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see what. Maybe, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens in this draft because you know a lot of people have their eyes and hearts set on Tyler Linderbaum. Linderbaum, so. But he's got to fall pretty far. I don't know. I saw someone say we might take Pickens in the second round, a wide receiver. I would. I mean, if he's there. I guess I wouldn't be mad at it. But I still feel like, depending on how the first round shakes out, you know, if we can get like an Olave or something like that in the first round, that'd be dope. I think we, I think we just need to whatever whatever quarterback we're getting next or uh, two years from now like we need to set them up for success so yeah agreed um <laughs> gotta at least have the pieces there for him and if you can't get a linden bomb like i mean we saw the barrel just about win a super bowl without an offensive line because he had really good weapons in the backfield everywhere um <clears throat> so like if you get those weapons right off the bat then i mean do you really think we're going to pay Deontay Johnson, like top wide receiver, one money to keep him uh, around. I, I saw a figure of like 15 mil a year, which isn't terrible, but I don't know, man. It, it's just hard it's like because a, it's like it's hit like, and miss, you know? I feel like 12, 12 <clears throat> mil is generous enough. Have him, have, him, have him do like a prove it year with Juju, like Juju did. Hope he I, doesn't get injured like Juju did, but. I would much, this is going to sound crazy to some people, but I would much rather pay Juju to stick around yeah. because he's reliable. He's tough. I mean, he can play, you know, the outside receiver. I mean, he can do all those things. And plus like he's still young. And also like, it would be a great, like a reliable target. Like Heath Miller was to Ben, like to have that for the new quarterback, somebody like, like Juju. And yeah. I, I people always give a shit for Juju, but they just don't know, man. They like we like they just don't know how valuable that kid is. And like, but then it, it just depends on if he wants to stay. Like, I guess he's like you were saying, he's been talking to about the Cowboys, and maybe I guess there's interest yeah. from the Chargers as well. I mean, would you rather play with Justin Herbert or Mason Rudolph? For you, you know, it's tough, man. It's tough, but I would I would much yeah, rather sign Juju. Juju. Eckler, I mean, man, Herbert, Herbert would be an even bigger problem with like yeah, if you yeah. gave him something like Juju, Eckler having a wide receiver like Juju out there to block for him. Man, the two best wide wide receiver blockers 
cup and juju out in LA. Oh man, they'd have it all over there. And, it, and look, it'd make a lot of sense. He's from he's from California, so like couldn't fault him for wanting to go back home. Yeah. Especially with the way like Steeler fans have treated him. Uh, like man. They're gonna miss him when he's gone, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I don't have to tell you, like you but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have to convince yeah, you, gotta, you about you that. Tell me. <laughs> oh uh, man. But uh see, look, even even Audrey's upset. Yeah. <laughs> losing yeah, this is me on the inside, man. <laughs> sweet little angel down there. It's like, don't talk about Juju leaving. Yeah. I'm sorry, Audrey. I'm sorry. Um, that's just, that's gonna be me, man. When as soon as he puts that pen to paper somewhere else, I'm just gonna have my jersey, bro. I wore that jersey to Green Bay, and I, I it's like such a uh, a homer right now. But like, I had his mini helmet, his rookie mini helmet, man. I love that kid when he came out. But we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I can't get you know. Maybe maybe he comes back. But I was gonna jump to uh, we we're talking about the draft and like future quarterbacks. There's this okay. I want to shout this kid out, man. I don't remember his his Twitter handle, but man, he was giving me shit about the Packers trading up for Jordan Love, and he was saying that the Steelers could have had him. And I was saying like, look, man, like it takes two teams to agree to a trade, but also like this was before we knew what Mason was, so there was already a backup quarterback. But you can't. He was basically telling me that Jordan Love is the next Patrick Mahomes. Like, like that's that's how confident he was. Like. Well, you see, the thing is, is that the the Packers are their organization is doing it the right way. Like they're planning for the future. And where's Jordan Love right now? On the bench, they're did, talking about bringing Aaron Rodgers did, back. <laughs> you know, like like when there are also like rumblings of maybe trading him. So like, did the Packers just waste the first round pick on a quarterback that was sitting on the bench and being traded off? Yeah, that sounds like a real formula for success, man. Like for real, like listen. I know Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to ever do it, but he was put it, he he won MVP this year. Yep. Jordan Love with the same core players couldn't even score a touchdown until you know garbage time against I forget who he played against, but was it the Bears? I think it was the Bears, right? Or the might Chiefs? Have been the Bears, yeah. Something it was something like that, yeah. Either way, like the guy put up. One touchdown with Devontae Adams, Lazard, Aaron Jones. The guy they basically dared him to throw it all game. And he yeah. couldn't do anything until basically they were in the bend but don't break defense. Mm-hmm. It seems like the Steelers play every down. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I don't even know if he could have beat the Steelers this year. I don't think like so, man. Aaron Rodgers would have missed that game and Jordan Love would have played. Like, I don't even know that Love could have beat the Steelers this year. I don't think so. If he was the guy so. of the future, like you wouldn't literally be bending over backwards to bring back a forty-year-old quarterback. Yep. Like, Just like the Mason thing, like, like if he's really the guy, yeah. like you have a clear path to the future. But, you know. Like if Ben would have wanted to come back for a year, I don't know that the Steelers don't bring him back for a year. You know. Right. Like if. Ben wanted to play one more year. I'm 90% sure the Steelers bring him back one more time. Unless they're for sure, you know, drafting a quarterback this year that they think is going to be the future. Like mm-hmm. Ben wants to play the same thing, the same thing as Green Bay. Like, yeah. Obviously, Ben's numbers don't justify doing everything Green Bay is doing to bring back Aaron Rodgers. Right. But 
it's the same situation. Like if you have the future on your bench, you don't you don't do everything in your power to sabotage the future for an old quarterback that you I mean, even if he came back this year, he only has one more year on his deal. So like mm-hmm. I know maybe you're trying to get your money's worth and really stretch that out because you let Roger sit for six years before he played or whatever it was, five, four, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're trying to do the same for Jordan Love, but it just doesn't feel that way, especially since Jordan Love played and we've seen what he has to yeah. offer. Yep. And it's not a winning formula. That's <laughs> no, sure. no, no, it's not, man. He looked, he's, he looked terrible. And like you were saying, they're doing it. He, the, the kid's saying he's Patrick Mahomes. Imagine Jordan Love throwing a look pass. Oh, Guess where it's going? Lord. Right to the defenders, oh, man. Hopefully, they had a bounce. Last <laughs> case scenario, <laughs> like, oh, overshoots it and goes way out of bounds because I can tell you if it stays in play, it's not going to a guy in a green jersey. Yeah, it's going the other way for six, probably. You know, so some of those passes that he was throwing were just god awful. But yeah, so let's like, real let's just put that ripped, to rest. We ripped man. the Steelers for we, we ripped the Steelers for trading up for Kendrick Green. If they would trade up for Jordan Love and gave up like what the Packers did, like, like I I would have been on the fire Colbert train like way before <laughs> we even had a chance to sniff Kendrick Green. Oh, uh, uh, for right, sure, man. For sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, guy, random Twitter guy that I can't remember. I don't say this often, but I say it with a lot of love. You're a moron. And this couple of years have proved it. <laughs> like, you, there's nothing that you can say or do or anymore or anything that can, you know, you, you can't redeem yourself on this one. So maybe it'll be coming at people that actually know what they're talking about like, and like give us some f- like my, bullshit. My favorite thing, like living in Chicago, is like everyone's always like, oh, the Bears trade up for Trubisky when they could have had. I mean, Watson, yes, that's a legitimate, although, like, who's to say he doesn't get in legal trouble in Chicago like he did? Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. Maybe worse legal trouble yeah. in Chicago? Maybe. But when people when people go, the Bears could have had Mahomes, let's, let's, let's be real. Nobody was talking about Patrick Mahomes. Like, nobody. Like, nope. there, is not, there is not a single soul besides Andy Reid who saw anything in Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, I can, and I can tell you, I can tell you right now, if Mahomes goes to Chicago, like, he, like he's he's to get in the tutelage of Nagy, not yeah. Andy right. Reid, Nagy. Yeah. So, like, it kills me all these like people that look back at drafts and go, "What if? Mm. What if?" Like, um, it's just got to be like the like Tom Brady probably isn't Tom Brady if he doesn't go to New England, you know. Yeah, um, it's just one of those things. Like, you can always look back. Like, some people are going to be like great no matter what, but like, you can't throw Mahomes in Chicago and expect him to be the same. Much like you can't go, well, Jordan Love. Like, yeah. if you would have traded up and get Jordan Love, like, you'd probably be even worse on the Steelers than yeah. on Green Bay. Like, like yeah. you still. We still have the same old line that we have that basically made people forget how great Ben was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. She's, very, she's very upset right now. Sweet baby. She, she, she doesn't like when I talk when we have to talk bad about Ben or Juju, but right, right. But she's, yeah, she's a loyal. <laughs> but but to your point, yeah, man, it really matters. Like I think it might be understated, but it really matters where you're drafted to. 
And yeah. I, I mean, like you were saying, like I mean, our look line. At, look at Stafford. Yeah, look, look at, at Stafford. Stafford. Yeah, he, he just went for the Super Lions, Bowl. Yeah. and like everyone wrote him off as like, oh, he's overrated. Like he'll never do anything. And then he literally wins with the worst game plan. Like despite Sean McVay oh, yeah. doing everything in his power to like lose that game. Yep. When, when you know, came time to show who had the biggest nuts on that field, <laughs> Stafford and Coop, Cooper Cup were like, yeah. all right, let's go, let's go win a Super Bowl for Aaron Donald. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, yeah, and you could feel it on that last drive, man. Like, like yeah. this, the like we're gonna fucking get this Super Bowl. Excuse my language, but yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, to your point, like, again, like, <clears throat> the, like Jordan Love probably would have been terrible for the Steelers. Like we both, yeah, n- like know that, but also like this is a question that we had on a previous episode, but like, who do you have to develop him? Like, are you really going to throw him with Randy Feekner? Like, is that your master plan or, you know, the jury's still out on Matt Canada, Matt but Canada. it doesn't look great. You know, like you're going to bring him into Matt Canada system. Maybe it helped. I don't know, but I mean, I mean we'll never know, but I don't. Matt I don't Canada wants a mobile quarterback. Jordan loves probably more mobile, but like, can't, it doesn't matter what you want. If you can't like coach and like teach him. <laughs> Right. Teach him the mechanics and skills and everything you need to be a successful NFL quarterback. Like, right. It doesn't matter what you want or what your system is supposed to look like. Like if you don't have the person that can coach him into like being successful in that system, then I mean, look at Lamar Jackson, they would have tried to make him a packet pocket pass, passing quarterback. Like he's nowhere as successful as he is. And unfortunately, like it'll win you regular season games, but like it doesn't win you <laughs> you know games that matter but like if it wasn't for them catering a whole system to like his skill set and having someone that can manage that like like they're trying to fire the offensive coordinator there like what you're going to bring in someone that's going to make him a pocket passer because you're going to ruin his career yeah the guy's shown he cannot stay in a pocket and make throws when it matters right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so that, that was a nice bow on this segue that we had but yeah like i said um if you have dumb shit we'll definitely call you out on the podcast <laughs> so i mean just I mean, be knowledgeable you're always more than welcome to call us out too <laughs> yeah just, for real just know that you're gonna you're, you're gonna get buried yep every you're gonna time. get buried Every single time, man. Oh, man. So uh, is there any more uh, steel news you want to pile on this beautiful lasagna of a conversation we're having right now? Or Not right now, Garfield. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, look, it seems like they, they at least give us one thing to talk about a week. So, like, yes. come the next episode, I'm sure they'll do something even more crazy. Maybe we'll finally have our GM of the future, or maybe they'll come out and say this who we're drafting and we'll be like no <laughs> no please not sam howell for the love of god i will i will go outside streaking if if we draft sam jj jj get your terrible towel it's time to go choke out <laughs> some people in pittsburgh before they do something there that we can't take back oh facts man uh no more kendra greens oh, no more god. Artie burns no more jarvis no more. jones man yeah, i really <laughs> whiffed on that one <laughs> put into those shenanigans um but yeah for now i probably covers the football world i can't think of anything um i guess no nothing nothing worthwhile i mean no reason to talk about what if i I was gonna say that like supposedly there's several 
NFL football stations trying to back the brinks truck up to Sean McVay to get him to stop coaching and like coming and talking in the booth but like you just Why? won a Super Bowl you're young like I like I said there's no reason to entertain like stupid things like that that's just that's just people trying to find something to talk about if you're in the foot, football purely football business trying to mm-hmm. find something to talk about to fill, yeah. fill the time until you know free agency and then the draft so Oh, real, no no, one more stupid, stupid like thing. One, one more stupid thing that, that you, I mean, you're thinking about it. Did you see that? Uh, who's the Rock Rock's ex-wife? The what's her name? Something Garcia. But I guess they're in talks about like working with each other to implement new rules or to study some stuff together. And maybe they're saying that it could it, it could potentially lead to the XFL being like a developmental league to the NFL. Like, did you see any of that? And I haven't. Oh, well, that's just my, my seeing the headline, but I mean, that would be... It doesn't surprise me that the NFL would partner with The Rock over Vince McMahon. I mean, obviously yeah. The Rock has a lot of, like, current stay power. Um, makes a lot of sense. That, I mean, The Rock's easily personable, but, like, it's one of those, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'll yeah. talk right now, so, yeah. Right, I mean, maybe they're looking at, like, the... She's it's so really cute. Right yeah, yeah. She's yeah, like that's what that's what it is. Cute. Yeah, yeah it's adorable. cute. Adorable man. I um, those days. Look, I mean, maybe maybe they're looking at like the NBA with their G League or whatever, and baseball obviously has the minor leagues, AAA, AA. Um, hockey has there, so like the NFL's long overdue for one, but like I don't know, I'm. I feel like the NFL is just so much more different than all the sports. Like, yeah. And plus, what what kind of implications would that have for the college game too? You know, like, right, like, right, right. like, right. is it going to be like a some, something where like you can like forego going to college and then like spend a couple of years in the XFL and then get drafted from there? I mean, it's all there's a lot of variables and stuff, but I mean, maybe that's something that they're probably looking to do. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, because. I mean, I, I, I will say that's one of the things that NFL gets right is by making them play at least three years yeah. of football. Uh, because you look at a lot of these athletes that just kind of burn out and have nothing to fall back on. So right. I, I, I'd hope it wouldn't forego that. I'd hope it would just be one of the things like if you get undrafted, like that's kind of like the pipeline for you to go into and prove yourself like I'd rather it be that than like here's a way to skip going to college and getting an education yeah. hoping that you have a long successful football career because right right not you're just gonna have CTE and uh <laughs> no money you know, yeah, yeah nothing nothing to do afterwards <laughs> right right yeah that makes a lot of sense you know I would rather go to college and get like something like in business or marketing or whatever some of the successful successful guys that leave the NFL fall on so yeah, yeah, that I makes mean, perfect sense. Look, college, college isn't the end all be all. Like, BEP construction never got a college degree. <laughs> doing well for himself, but uh, concrete construction, sorry. Concrete construction, come on, get it right. Like, if you're already going to college, you might as well get, get a degree, finish it out, and you know, do something with it uh, right. afterwards. Right. So, um, I mean, look at look at look how poor the NBA is like becoming play wise. Like, literally have these one and done guys that probably could have learned a thing or two and then they're thrown into the league and like they're like wow i am not ready for this and end up out of the league 
Yep. Like I'm going to Europe to play basketball or <laughs> ice ice cubes three on three league, whatever that thing is. <laughs> yeah, big three. Oh man. Yeah, also, Shout out to Ice Cube. If, if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening to this, like I I don't that if anyone listening to this follows the NBA or at least Zion Williams, can someone like explain to me like is he Greg Odin 2.0 or are the Pelicans doing something wrong? Because I feel like he had so much hype and he's only played one season, if I'm not mistaken. And oh, I don't know man. if it's injuries or if the Pelicans are like doing something really weird over there, but any of y'all listening to this, um, if anyone can explain to me what's going on with Zion Williams, because like Williamson, I, I would generally be curious, is he Greg Odin 2.0 or is there just something weird going on in New Orleans? And I mean, they basically lost Chris Paul. So maybe that's just like their history is like losing great players, but just generally curious what's going on with that situation. But right, right. Enough with yeah. the NBA because – oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just out of my wheelhouse, man. I'm just like, yeah, I remember he had a lot of hype, but I just remember everybody calling him fat <laughs> and then whatever happened with that. Like, they're worried about his knees or something. I mean, yeah, you're right. It is Greg Oden 2.0. Yeah, I'm putting yeah, it all together, like, man. I'm putting it all, all together. All this <laughs> hype coming out and it was going to be like a game changer and then – played one year in the league and like I, I don't know I was I was hanging out with Audrey this morning I just had the hurt on and uh, they brought up Zion Williams and I was like oh yeah that guy still plays doesn't he yeah or does he does he apparently he doesn't uh, <laughs> apparently he doesn't play I, I don't know I just generally like, like I remember people like oh he dunks so hard he's gonna blow out his knees or something mm-hmm. but I, I don't know I just saw it and it was just on in the background because like I don't really care what Colin says because he's 90% wrong about most of it. And then like, yes. just kind of uh, never really like pack tracks. It's kind of like blows over it. <laughs> it moves on to the next thing. Like, yeah, we Le- know all Le- about that. At Le- least Skip Bayless like goes full on like troll mode. Like he, you could completely prove him wrong and he just <laughs> finds it somehow. Some <laughs> to, like, oh, so, like, that's, that's why I at least respect Skip Bayless because like, the dude doesn't give a crap. <laughs> he's, gonna yeah. keep, he's gonna he's gonna drive that thing straight off the edge of the earth, <laughs> like crash and burn. Yeah, yeah. post a, a selfie somewhere. He posts a selfie yeah. of himself standing in the mirror, or some shit. Yeah, cool dude, man. Skip, you're welcome to come on, I, man. <laughs> I showed my wife uh, a picture of him. She goes, "Why to call himself the Drip God or whatever?" He calls oh himself, no, Drip King or whatever. And I was like. <laughs> Well, drip, drip is like the new slang. Like drip is like the new word for swag or whatever. Like, just like drip. It's got, it's got but whatever. But it's just a why is this old white guy like calling himself the drip king or whatever he calls himself. Yeah, uh, too, too bad he's not cool like Seth Rollins, the real drip, the drip god. So. Oh, God, I love that. And those suits he wears every week. <laughs> like, yeah, man. The Joker laugh he has. Oh, dude, Seth Rollins, man. Are we jumping into wrestling right now? You want to jump into some wrestling? Yeah, that's a good segue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this past weekend was Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, what are your thoughts, I, man? I thought it was I a did, solid card. Look, I just don't know what people expect. Like, they're literally flying 20-some hours across the world to go put on a pay-per-view that, like, really, it's, it's really just, like, something to kill the time before wrestlemania so like 
it's not really going to be any like storyline advances it's not really going to be like any like major things it's more more like more like a glorified house show basically like they they have to have goldberg come back because they got to have someone on the ticket that's going to get the saudi arabian people happy to come out and see a show there i mean they're probably gonna come out regardless but like you gotta you gotta put something on there yes besides just like roman reigns um roman reigns seth rollins brock lesnar bobby lashley bobby lashley yeah it seems like they eat up goldberg because he goes over every year and they lose their shit like they were all chanting goldberg during the match (laughs) like (laughs) so i you know what like us like we're tired of goldberg we've seen enough of goldberg but they love it so they they throw him on a plane he goes over there does the bare minimum and it gets over with the crowd um you know the women's match was fine dewdrop actually looked like she belonged in a ring so like maybe that's what i've been missing with her is like maybe she just needs to be like that our house hardcore match like yeah 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 she was slamming people into the cage and like getting away i was like okay like she finally looks like a, a legitimate threat like it helps you know overlook some of her glaring flaws in the ring mm-hmm. um she didn't actually hurt anyone for what i could tell like nia Jax would have done oh god so, oh could you imagine was she ever in an elimination chamber match nia Jax? maybe I, she was in the first I one i can't imagine i don't uh, remember she, but uh, yeah, enough about Nia Jax, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to be a dead horse, so <laughs> people know how we feel about that. So, um, what did you think of the Roman Reigns Goldberg match? Since you're talking about Goldberg, like, I think it, it, it is, I think it was, you know, written and you know performed the way it should have been. Like Roman Reigns just kind of just running through Goldberg, like basically doing what Goldberg did, like, did his whole career. So, like here, here, here's what people. Here's what people need to know about this. Goldberg is pretty sloppy in the ring now. Yes, very sloppy. So a lot of people were complaining about Bobby Lashley getting a concussion. Well, guess what? At Royal Rumble, he legitimately hurt his shoulder. He has to get surgery. The last thing you want going into WrestleMania is Goldberg physically maiming Roman Reigns. And now you lose Roman Reigns two years. I guess he was at last WrestleMania, but losing him in another WrestleMania, <clears throat> especially when you've been hyping up Brock. And yeah. So, I mean, it was fine. It's the same thing with, you know, Brock Lesnar not going out there and putting himself in any harm's way in the chamber match. Like, people got to understand this is a glorified house show. You do not yeah. want your main event for WrestleMania getting destroyed by a 50-year-old past his prime Goldberg and Brock Lesnar going out there, like, putting himself in harm's way, like Brock Lesnar doesn't seem like he has an injury history. So like, there's not a lot to worry about there, mm. but you're not going to put your main event in jeopardy for a show in Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry. Yeah, you no, you're 100% right. Them. I, I know you agree with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. People that want to go out there and cry, like this isn't AEW where everyone does flips and if someone gets hurt, you can just plug in the next flippy guy. it's true it's true it's true that's why they have stables (laughs) (laughs) you can't just like well this guy can do a canadian pile driver or canadian destroyer too so like that's fine he can do the same spot in the match like roman versus brock is what they've been leading up to they've been talking about the champion versus champion you're not going to put that in jeopardy 
even though you're trying to keep the Saudi Arabian fans happy because they get like two shows a year, like you're not going to put that in jeopardy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Smart business right there. Smart business. Yeah. yeah Some people exactly. just don't get it, man. So that's why you're here to, you know, show them the light, even if, as much as they resist. I mean, in the back of their minds, they have to know that it's true. I mean, come on. Like, <clears throat> look, Baron Corbin and Happy Madcap Moss, or <laughs> Madcap Moss, Drew McIntyre and, and Madcap yeah, Moss, like, yeah. they were your like balls of the wall because like Madcap gets hurt, <laughs> like, oh, so big, like he almost did, he, he almost died, dude. almost died <laughs> over in Saudi Arabia. And, oh uh, man, you know, you're willing to <laughs> sacrifice a Madcap <laughs> Moss because yeah, the match was leading to is Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yes, anyway, so. yeah, yep. Baron Corbin or Madcap Moss doesn't make it to WrestleMania, then so be it. He'll just show up in a neck brace. It'll be funny. It, it adds to his shtick, you know? Yeah. And they, they've been yeah. kind of hitting around at like uh, making fun of Drew McIntyre's neck. And I think you were saying something like, well, now they have a real legitimate thing happening here. Um, but yeah, man, that match definitely delivered. Uh, I think like exceeded our expectations because, you know, some of the build up was kind of, to me, it was kind of boring, you know, like I'm tired of seeing Drew McIntyre show up with a sword and, stab random things but swinging at somebody and somebody ducks out of the way like it was just kind of boring but like you know like some of that stuff is <laughs> terrible when, when you you told me did you see what drew did to madcap or whatever i thought for sure like oh shit it finally like, happened is like oh it's a real sword like, <laughs> it's like oh, they, they're finally finding a way to put it to action i don't right. know what kind of waivers <laughs> oh man cool. all the legal all the legal stuff but so yeah the match delivered i thought it was a great idea to have it uh like you said hardcore no boss of the wall like action and it definitely delivered um so we'll see what happens like you were saying and i think that everybody kind of knows that it's going to be baron corbin and drew at wrestlemania so we'll see how that goes i mean uh I, just, yeah, I don't know man like i'm not i'm not too hyped for it because i just Drew McIntyre just doesn't really do it for me anymore. Like I think his best character work was when he was the Scottish uh, Scottish psychopath. psychopath. Yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully it ends at WrestleMania because that's usually the end of the season for them, and they right, right. he does something else. Because I, the, how long has this feud been been going on? I feel like it's been going on for several months, right? Like after the SmackDown. Yeah, I yeah. I yeah. So uh, um, I'm just more excited to see it finally concluding than you know the next I mean, chapter. I like, imagine. I imagine they conclude it and he goes after the you know Roman Reigns finally. Like right. I think that's the problem with having, you know, someone like Drew McIntyre that we built up for, you know, all of the pandemic during the Thunderdome era. Like he was a champion. Like it's hard for him to do anything other than go after the title now. So like you could you could have had him go after the Intercontinental title, but like even that's just like filler for like getting through WrestleMania when he's finally gonna go back and realize his potential and um you know Corbin's just kind of that guy that like he's the perfect guy that everyone wants to see get beat up so like he's quote unquote the perfect opponent for someone like Drew to fill the time until he goes after the title again. Um you know Ricochet Ricochet's like teasing like He's realizing his potential. So, like, if he finally gets a push and gets the Intercontinental title, like, I think him and Sami Zayn could have some pretty good matches. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Like, feels like they're like building up to Sheamus versus what, whatever his name is. Which one? Oh, uh, um, want to be Sheamus? 
Ridge Mahogany or whatever. Uh, Ridge Holland. Ridge Ridge Holland, generic Scottish or Irish, whatever he is, Irish guy they pulled off the street to come show up, you know, has that classic big guy that Vince likes. I just don't know. Ridge Holland just kind of feels like a mid-card role, so like it's not a lot of reason to get hyped for him. Like, I don't know. If having him beat Sheamus makes a lot of sense, but it's, it seems like that's probably where they'll end up. Um, probably a passing of the torch match because, like, if Sheamus goes out there and just destroys him at WrestleMania, like, I don't. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I guess I just don't know. I just don't know where he goes from there. But like, I also don't know like if it's worth having him go over because I even if he beats Sheamus, like, I don't. I don't know what you do with a guy like him. Yeah, yeah. He just has mid card written all over him, and I guess you gotta fill that role. Like Baron Corbin fills that role, so like you gotta I have see title guys, picture like, guy. Like yeah, like you right, were saying, like maybe build up maybe, that. maybe he has more to him. Like right now, he's just been like, I I want to be Seamus when I grow up. So like maybe <laughs> there's more character there somewhere, and we just hasn't had a chance to show him. Like I don't have time with the baby to watch all these wrestling. Plus NXT, plus right, like, right, 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 right. New Japan and like all this other stuff. So, right, I'll de- I'll defer to the audience here. Like maybe you guys can fill me in on like what it was like on NXT. Maybe there's more there, but yeah. But for now, he's just like you're saying, just a placeholder. So, um, well, uh, what about what about this? What about this rumor? Have you heard who Miss Miss Mystery Tag Team Partner is going to be at WrestleMania? Uh, it's supposed to be your boy Logan Paul, right? Is that or is it? That's, that's supposedly the rumor. Um, which would be interesting. Um, Miz and special partners, I think, have to have a record of like 0 and 4 or whatever it is at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, him and Maurice are like 0 and 2, I think. Yes, pay per views. Um, I don't know if he's had any other like celebrity or mystery partners. But I have to imagine the record isn't good. I, I would assume <laughs> Logan Paul turns on him. I would assume. Uh, WrestleMania. It, has the match been like? Um, it hasn't. No, nothing. Nothing official. This is uh, okay. But like, is, I don't know if Jake Paul would come with him as well. Is it supposed to be against the Mysterios? Because like they they had a match yeah, on the pre-card. Yeah. Oh God. That's, oh, that's, a, that's why they're doing it. Uh, okay. To finish that feud, I guess. Thank God. Um. I think that needs to be over. Like it's only been going on for like a, a month or two, and I'm already sick of it. I'm like, and just the Mysterio family thing. Like it was kind of cool that he got to wrestle with his son, but like it just seems like it's like one of those things where like, are they going to turn? Uh, what's his kid's name again? Dominic. Dominic. Dom. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, is he going to turn against his dad? Is he not? There's some tension there. Then there isn't. Like, eh, be, co- like, like, be clear like- with the picture. You know, feels like the only thing you can do for Dominic is have him turn on his dad, but like. Even then, like, I don't know. Like, Humberto, him turning heel has helped his career, I feel like. Like, that's just your generic vanilla baby face. Like, I, I don't oh, know yeah. Humberto had a lot. But putting him in Los Lotharios, like, I feel like I, I, I enjoy that tag team. They have good chemistry. Like, but with, like, Dom, like, obviously, like, they're doing it to appease Ray. I assume they'll win because Ray's on the cover, you know, WWE 2K22. Yeah. But, like, after that, like... Dom feels like just another generic vanilla baby face. Yep. <laughs> like, 
Like, what are you? I'm I'm doing this for my dad's legacy. Like, uh, you know, come like, on, man. So if he doesn't turn on Ray, like, it just kind of feels like he's gonna have like the career path Humberto is gonna have. Um, they really don't have a lot of heels. Even turning him heel, like I I don't know that that's gonna do anything for him. Like. Yeah, like like it's a like a threat, you know. Like I guess his character—I don't even know what his character is. Besides, like you were saying, just like a white meat baby face, vanilla, no, no presence. I, mean, I guess you know. Like the thing was really like he could go in the ring. Like I, and every time I watch a down match, like I don't it feels like you know the wish version of Rey Mysterio. Like, <laughs> he tries to be like flashy and do all the cool stuff, but it's just not as like smooth and yeah yeah you know i just like i almost i almost feel like once once they're done with ray they'll probably cut him i would imagine put him in the nxt like, i can't you know? i can't i can't imagine he's moving merchandise like I oh, imagine God. like he doesn't really get like a pop like when he's just like him like i, I don't know yeah, scrappy do man scrappy do 2.0 just there to be a body you know yeah yeah, I mean, like, they have enough bodies, though. Like, they need they need to start getting people. Like, Ricochet is a small guy, but, like, he's at least entertaining in the ring. His mic work isn't that good, but, like, you can give him a mouthpiece and, like, he'll be fine. Right. Like, Dom, even if you gave him, like, a mouthpiece after Ray leaves or whatever, like, he just doesn't do anything in the ring that makes you go, I got to watch a Dominic Mysterio match. Right. Like, well, at least you can sell me on the match, even if you can't, like, you know, deliver in the match. Mm. Yeah. So. yeah, I think they cut him. I think you, you've convinced me that they're probably going to cut him because he doesn't really move the needle. Shout out to Roman Reigns. Um, speaking of moving the needle, okay, so Bianca Belair finally is going back to WrestleMania to face Becky Lynch for the championship. <laughs> so well, uh, yeah, all those WWE ruined Bianca Belair. Yeah, like they... Bianca, they... Bianca's never going to recover from losing and seven seconds right it's long term long-term storytelling right from SummerSlam to now but wwe doesn't know how to do that i know, know right they don't that. they don't know how to do it there's no like long interesting story for her you know it's never yeah. gonna pay off it's never gonna pay off but dude shout yeah, out to they, they bianca though, man. like yeah. in all seriousness though that girl is just head and shoulders above a lot of her uh when she was know. like bench pressing live with one arm or whatever yeah uh, and then when she like reversed that, that DDT from Alexa Bliss, or she did that flip, like damn, damn, dude, like yeah. that shit's crazy. So move over, it... move over, Papa Pump is a new genetic jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, I'm hyped. Like I, I'm hyped for Bianca. I can't wait to see what she does with Becky. You know, like a legitimate match. Um, uh, Becky Lynch, though, man, what do you feel? How do you feel about her character? Because I think like. So I was I was watching the uh, Stone Cold podcast where they had her on and like she kind of sums up my feelings for it perfectly it was like the ride up to the man and like that whole journey to that point was amazing and then like now it's just like she's trying to st- stay up there but like the what's her nickname now something Bex uh, big time Bex or something big like time just, Bex, yeah. yeah like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really do anything for me now you know part of part of part of what made the man successful is like it felt legitimate like yeah like you could see becky lynch being that uh it's almost like they wanted her to be like the female version of seth rollins Mm -hmm. and like 
it's just it just doesn't work like seth granted i didn't buy into the monday messiah stuff like i wasn't as sold on that stuff but like the new seth like what he's doing right now is like killing it for me yeah um this whole big time bex like i don't know why they brought it back and felt like they had to make her like a full-on heel like i i think you know the man stuff was close to about as close to a tweener as we've had in a while mm. um and again maybe that's like the legal stuff with rick flair being like you can't use a man that was my thing even though you know there was wrestlers before him that used yeah. the man gimmick right. um but so like i don't know if there's that and so like they felt like they just had to go in a completely different direction but yeah the big time back stuff doesn't really work for me um you know she's shown some of like the man gimmick when she was like doing stuff with like Liv morgan and mm-hmm. more so in the back when like she was like calling out like oh, when I said I was going to pass the torch, like, you dropped the ball, and, like, now I'm back, so, like, sorry, your time's up, like, that's more of who she should be, not, like, it's, like, I'm the money match, I'm, like, da-da-da-da, like, it just doesn't, like, she just can't sell it, you know? Right, yeah, 100%. Like, when she first came back, she sounded, like, nervous on the mic, like, she didn't know how to present the character, and I still don't know that she's quite figured it out. Yeah, yep. Whereas with like the man, it just felt natural. Like it just felt like someone from Ireland. Yeah, like who she really was, right? Like genuinely herself. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I agree with that. So uh, yeah, so she had a match with Lita. It was all right. I mean, it was cool to see Lita back in the ring. It did what it was supposed to do, like have a legend come back and have a decent match. Um, uh, At the end of the match, Lita, I think she was saying goodbye. Maybe, I don't know, she was crying. Uh, Or maybe she's happy just to be back, but I don't see her doing anything else i don't know maybe surprise match at wrestlemania i doubt it but it was a solid match becky uh, got to keep the belt so i mean <clears throat> on to the next chapter with bianca so that's all yeah i mean did what it was supposed to it, do it might not have been a one-off like leaders like you know swan song per mm-hmm. se but yeah i i don't see anything for her maybe now that she knows she can go wwe knows she can go maybe she comes back at SummerSlam, maybe something like that but like i don't see like this becoming a reoccurring thing right. Right. it was like well at least we know we can count on her to come back and like pull that bag that trick out of the bag you know did she did she wrestle charlotte flair at the last pay-per-view i, mean, I have terrible memory i don't know if they I, did wrestle ah, that was a terrible question i know I sorry to put you on the spot but. i don't think they wrestled i think like they came out and like teased it but then with Rhonda going after Charlotte, I think they switched gears and Lita went after Becky instead. Yeah. I think, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, I, I think Lita and Trish fought. I, maybe it was like Carmella and somebody else, but I think that was like their last match. Right, right. So, yeah, Ronda Rousey, Naomi. Yeah. And that one arm behind Ronda's back stipulation, it was an okay match. Um, it was cool to see Ronda come out in that gi. That was pretty. That was probably the highlight for me. Um, yeah, another it's another decent match, like you're saying, just a glorified house show match. So it was cool that you know she got it was to better than herself having a right to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ronda did Ronda did a good job of selling like in gimmick matches like that, like traditionally like wrestlers like ronda who 
are limited. Like I thought she did a good job of selling it. Um, yeah, you know, her putting the one arm guillotine or arm bar on the Sonya Deville. But the match was better than it had any right to be, I guess, all things considered. Yeah. That's how I view it. <clears throat> like it's not going to get a five star, but like it, it was definitely better than it had any right to be. Very. Um, are we missing any matches yet? Yeah, we're, well, we can talk about yeah. those coming out and beating down the Viking Raiders, I guess. Uh, why waste the time um, to take them out there, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't know what they're doing. I don't, there's nothing about the Viking Raiders that gets me hyped. Uh, Usos, I mean, they're just better than every other tag team, so. Uh, it's I don't know what they're doing with that storyline, but I'm not really hyped for it. I think, you can, I think you can see it on SmackDown when the Vikings come out and like do the chest pound thing and like nobody does it and like they get like no reaction. Yeah. Like whatever whatever hype they had from NXT like hasn't carried over to the main roster. No. Nope. And I wow. I don't even think it's like them being booked poorly. It's um, a gimmick, right? I, yeah, probably. I mean. And then they went through so many name changes too, because like when they, I know when they first started out in NXT, they were like the War Machine, I think, War, war something, War something, War Raiders, and it was kind of cool. And then they came to the main roster, and they were the Viking Experience, yeah, which is a terrible name. I mean, they they should have they should have learned from like the Usos, like they brought the Usos out in face paint and like try to make them like these friendly, like happy go lucky, like whatever. Like when they went heel and lost the face paint and like just went like that's what you need to do with like a team like i understand they don't like when high flyers are bad guys typically but like mm-hmm. are heels but like they just look like a team that should be heels that just beat the crap out of you kind of like uh toka and razor or whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> oh shit yeah, the ninja, ninja, turtle ninja turtle reference fuck yeah sorry in my yeah. language again but um, yeah, it got me hyped <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I forget what their name was, but like this came yeah. out and beat the crap out of you. Like, yeah, that's what a team named the Vikings should do. Like, they shouldn't come out and be all like friendly Hype. and goofy and like whatever. hype up the like, crowd. Like, yeah, like right. do your shit, Maybe, like pillaging and the other stuff. But. Walk around with like a ham bone and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a cup of meat and just like start bashing shit, you know? Yes, yeah, just eat the meat right off the bone and then like beat the crap out of the other team with it. Right, right, right. Yeah, we just solved uh, their problem. So, you know, shout out to us. I mean, Drew McIntyre carries around a claymore. Have them carry around like axes, a Viking axe. Yeah, just do that. Just you know, have them have have them like toss it in the middle of the ring and just like scream at the guy across the ring and have the other guy run out of the ring and leave his partner and then they just maul the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed, man. Um, so, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You told me I was missing a match. I, I'm trying to remember. Oh, just the, the men's elimination chamber. But we kind of brushed on that with Brock winning. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. look, aside from what it was, Austin Theory. I'm not going to lie. When Austin Theory comes on, I've skipped most of his matches because, like, I haven't been that impressed. But, like, I'm not really into, like, the whole taking a selfie. He makes a stupid, like, fish face when he does it. Um, Tyler Breeze did it better. I tweeted that out, but Tyler yeah. Breeze did it better. It worked <laughs> exactly. better for Tyler Breeze. But he was better in the ring than I thought. realized. Um, mm. um, he had that one sequence with Seth Rollins that was pretty smooth and pretty good. You know, obviously Seth Rollins can go um, 
we talked about Bobby Lashley getting injured in real life at the Royal Rumble, so like they had to give him the concussion. And then, you know, I guess AJ Styles didn't really get a chance to like go and showcase like all of his stuff. Matt Riddle was fine. Matt Riddle, yeah, he was all right for what you know what he was there for. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it it was what it was. Like Brock Lesnar was going to win. It was just all a matter of getting him out there. Like him, I guess him kicking the door down was like legit. Like. You legit kick the door down like it wasn't like really? stage or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he legit was just like, all right, I'm done being in here. Like, I'm not going to wait. Bobby Lashley obviously isn't coming out or whatever. All right. He legitimately kicked the door off. Um, Such a Brock Lesnar thing, man. <laughs> listen, I, you and me talked about this. Like, people are like, Brock Lesnar is doing his best character work since he yes. came back. He's on weekly shows. Like, I don't know what more people want from this guy. But what I will say is, like, anyone complaining about him and then going over to AEW and saying Warlord's the next big thing when he literally has something called the Powerbomb Symphony. This is basically oh, Suplex God. City, but a powerbomb, and you guys lose your mind over it. <laughs> like, Warlord doesn't even have a personality. He just goes out there and smirks and, like, Half the time gets cut off by MJF or <laughs> the perfect turn. The chairman. Ugh, terrible gimmick. The most brutal, dangerous man in wrestling, apparently. Apparently. Uh, uh, Even though he told CM Punk all that and then got beat in seven seconds. Uh, Spike that was better. Bianca Belair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk about Bianca Belair being like set up to fail. Like, Sean, yeah. Austin Spears, Aries, whatever his name is. Sean, Sean Swisham. Uh, Sean yeah, McDermott. Sean Swisham, Swisham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, goes out there and talks about how badass he is and gets submitted in like seven seconds by CM Punk. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they use, they use the wrestlers properly over there, right? They use them. They use them. They have a chance over there, you know, to showcase who they really are. Not always the yeah. case. Not always the case. Um, yeah, grass isn't always greener. Um, I mean, we, we can get into that too. But like the point, the point is like he's doing awesome character work. The guy does what he's supposed to do. Um, everything he does looks legit. Like you believe everything he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I did at this point, like all the criticisms before were fair, but like Brock Lesnar, since he came back this time around, like I just, I don't, I don't know more, what more you want. Like it's just literally people now complaining because they just hate WWE. Uh, pretty so usual. That's basically what it comes down to at this point. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> like everything about this, they're doing right. I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't know what else you want. Like, right, right. So <laughs> Riddell to win and go against Roman Reigns, I guess. Yeah, that would have, you know, wet the palate or whatever. But right, right. So with that being said, let's, that was a nice little bow on the WWE experience that we offer on this show. <laughs> I mean, we could get yeah. into more of the other stuff, but um, kind of running short on time. So you want to head into the UFC stuff real quick, or would you want to uh, save that yeah, for yeah. another episode? Uh, real, real quick, this will be a perfect segue uh, because okay. I did say I wanted to get in the. Meltzer Awards, basically. Oh, here we go. And of course, of course, AEW ran away with everything, and 
I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, but I started going through like the list and halfway down the list, oh, shit. <laughs> I started seeing like UFC events and oh, UFC fighters on the list. Oh, and I was like, so biggest box office draw, CM Punk won the award. What? When one, if you look at any WWE event, like oh, they man. win the you know the ratings, they win everything like that. Like, don't give me the key demo. Although SmackDown does win the key demo and everything else. Number three or four on the list is Conor McGregor. <laughs> and you know how much I rip on Conor McGregor. <laughs> but if you're trying to tell me that CM Punk puts more butts in a seat than Conor McGregor, oh, like, I'm sorry. Uh... You have no business handing out wrestling awards. Oh my like, lord! None. <laughs> like <laughs> I hate Conor McGregor. Yeah, you do. I yeah, you're, you're trying to tell me that there's anyone that puts more butts in seats than Conor McGregor right now? Like you're an ass clown. I'm sorry. Like you should turn in your journalism credential. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't think USC should be in a quote-unquote professional wrestling award show. But if you're going to include a UFC event like oh. Conor McGregor pay-per-views sell out like over a million mm. pretty sure wrestling doesn't come close to a million maybe because of the network you get more views I don't know about switching to Peacock but like you're trying to tell me that <laughs> this side I don't look completely wrong but let me see let's see Oh man, I think that's just crazy though, honestly. I mean, come on. Usually, whenever Connor fights, it's like the talk of everywhere. Like, anybody talks about that. Like, it doesn't even matter if you're like a cat, well, if you're like a casual, like, people know Connor. Everybody knows right. Connor. Right. And like, I, and celebrities show up to watch Connor McGregor. <laughs> okay, so here are the AEW pay per views. Uh, I only got it from 2020. So maybe. Maybe the numbers have jumped since Punk came back. But, okay, no, this one goes all the way up to November 13th. So the highest-selling pay-per-view was all out on September 5th, 2021 at 205,000. Oh, shit. Are you going to look up Connor's <laughs> last fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, I... I, I, real quick, I think the only time anybody outside of wrestling knows CM Punk is the time when he got his ass beat in UFC. You know, like ask anybody. Right. So I, it's just a mystery. But maybe we'll see. The numbers, the numbers don't lie. So let's see what you got <laughs> coming up here. This to the head. I don't see Poirier versus McGregor two or three, but Poirier McGregor two was over a million. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure the third one went higher. Even his, his pay-per-view with Cerrone sold 1,353,000,000. Usman Masvidal, that was 1.3 million. Um, so, I mean, even that, you could, you could even put Masvidal over CM Punk. Oh, man. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> If, if you want your awards to be taken seriously, like, um, another thing I saw is, like, Jade Cardgill was, like, number four on the most overrated, but then, like, she was, like, 
number two on most improved. <laughs> like, I don't know how you have <laughs> most overrated and number two oh, on most improved. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I don't take him seriously. I think he's just, he's right up there with Jim Cornette for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> old over has been that, like, I think his problem is WWE won't give him money, whereas, like, Tony Khan will get open with his his uh, pocketbook for him but i just had to like laugh at that that if you're gonna include the ufc like they should they literally should be and everything besides i guess you know actual wrestling category like best most technical wrestler whatever but right brian Daniels, whatever (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) but yeah um Jumping into the UFC, though, now that we have the perfect segue, um, shout out to Jim Miller for his KOTKO. Um, how old is he? I think he's 40. I'm like 90% sure he's 40 years old. He just set the record for most UFC fights at, at 30. Or thought, I thought he, this must not be updated because I'm pretty sure he has 40, 40 fights now in the UFC, which he was tied, I think, with Derek Lewis. I think it was for the most, but now he's back ahead. Um, he's 38 years old. So he said he wants to fight on UFC 300, which probably would have been a long shot. But now that he has um, back-to-back KO, <laughs> or TK, TKO wins, like it's starting to look more and more realistic. Um, I mean, it's just defying father time. It's, it's kind of impressive to see that he's still somehow, some way, <laughs> finding ways to win, even at 38, even after fighting 40 times in the UFC. Um, debuted all the way back in October of 2008, so 14 years in the UFC. Um, so it's just really cool to see. Um, Maybe Sorney could take a page out of his book. Uh, he hasn't fought in a long time, so maybe, maybe I'm not sure who he, he, he's going to fight next. But I don't know if they can find a way to get Jim Miller versus Donald Sorney at UFC 300. I think that would be the perfect swan song for both of them. Yeah, agreed. If they can somehow find a way to get Sorney's career to last that long. I think he's like on a four or five fight losing streak. Oof. <laughs> Um, well, King Buckley brought out that urban, Detroit Urban Survival Guide with him. Uh, uh, his, excuse, his excuse was like the UFC wasn't giving him enough promotion, so he found he's going to do it himself, and I'm not sure that's the way to go. Uh, be like, bring Steven Seagal out. <laughs> that actually takes uh, martial arts seriously, takes him seriously. Um, shout out to Chaz Skelly for getting one shot in on the referee in, in his match <laughs> uh, as the ref was coming in to break up the uh, mauling he was putting on Mark Striegel. Uh, he clipped the referee with a right. Uh, <laughs> ref took it like a chimp. Uh, nice. I remember who, who the ref was in the bout, but shout out to him for just eating one on the chin. And, and there was a lot of good fights. Jonathan Pierce and Christian Rodriguez just like, Pierce with a smalling him, it almost felt like Khabib, except he didn't have the gas tank. 
Um, battle of the mustaches between Chad Angler. Well, I guess Angler has like a goatee, but uh, Jesse Strayer and Chad Angler. That was a fun fight. Uh, I tweeted this out, but and I I forget if it, who it was, but someone was trying to give a different coach like credit, but James Krause. I mean, the things he's doing over there with his fighters is just ridiculous. Um, Onama was having a tough time, and Gabriel Benitez looked like he was going to run away with the first round, and David Onama put together a 14-piece combo. Jeez. Just, like, stole that man's soul. <laughs> um, he, got, he got clipped in the eye. That's what had happened. Onama got clipped in the eye. Was having a hard time seeing it. it. It was like a this one of those weird like shots where like the knuckle just happened to hit perfectly on his eye. <laughs> Jeez. Like, it was looking it wasn't looking good for Nama, and he just came back and just like like I said, put together a fourteen piece combo. It's just, oh. I mean, they showed the replay like ten times, and I was like, jeez, <laughs> probably took like two years off of his career because I don't I don't know if all those shots were necessary, but. I have to see that. Um, yeah, I'll see if I can find a clip and send it to you. Um, Kyle Dawkins and Jamie Pickett. <laughs> I, I this is another one I had to tweet out about, but Pickett was in a Darce choke and literally tapped out like 0.5 seconds before the bell. Oh, that's that's got to be like the because like I could see like if you're like in an arm bar or like you know a knee bar or you know anything where like your limbs, but like. Being in a choke, and I was talking with Lauren, and I was like, I wonder like what goes through your head because like you hear the ten second like timer, mm-hmm. you do, like the clicking. I'm like, I wonder if like you count down from ten and like, all right, I just gotta make it, and then like all of a sudden the choke is like <laughs> too much, you lose track of time, and like, oh. I'm gonna die, and then like, you tap out, and then like the buzzer goes off, and like, oh shit, I fucked up. Oh man, but Kyle. Dawkins, I forget, he wants to be called like Darth Dawkins or whatever, like Darth Vader. <laughs> oh my lord. Because I guess he's tied for the most Darth chokes in the UFC. Okay. Well, at least I had some legit- legitimacy behind it. Yeah, it's cheesy as I'll get out, but I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, I'll allow it. And then Jamil Hill was the guy I was telling about that <laughs> got his arm snapped by Paul Craig and like <laughs> The referee somehow missed the tap. I was going. He fought Johnny Walker, who I don't. I I feel bad for Johnny Walker. He was like this super exciting fighter. Like he hurt his foot by doing a backflip or something. And ever since then, like I think he's like on a three fight losing streak. Uh, was that when he was trying to do a backflip off the cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it his shoulder or no, his no, foot? He, he just, yeah, yeah. It, it, maybe it was his shoulder. I guess he's not a, he, he came back and beat Spain. Um, so yeah. I just remember he's everybody some, was so hyped for he's him. Had some, he's had some tough losses. Uh, he lost to Corey Anderson, who went over to Bellator. Um, lost to Krylov, beat Spain. And then you now he's he had lost to Santos. And then he just got knocked the f out, <laughs> like by Hill. Hill's going to be a problem, but he needs to pump the brakes. He's calling out Yuri Progvitz, and he's definitely not ready for that. Like Yuri fights like 
how we thought Johnny was gonna fight, but he he wins. Mm-hmm. Like the dude just like I I feel bad for Glover. <laughs> Glover, Glover is <laughs> Glover. Like I'm happy he won the title, but <laughs> the fact that he now has to defend it against Yuri probably is not a good sign for someone that's not over forty. <laughs> and, oh man. It's just gonna be tough to watch, but yeah, I feel bad. Like Johnny Walker seemed like a good kid. Like it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about him, but just like the fall he's had, it's just, just I I don't know. I hope he figures it out. I know he's changed camps, and I mean Jamil is a real deal. They call him. Go to sleep, I think is his nickname, or lights out. And he proved it. Like that was one of the worst knockouts I've ever seen. I, I don't even know how he got knocked out. You know, like they, he grazed him on the top of the head, and then like the Walker looked like a Looney Tune or something. Yeah, yeah, and then he, he got he got him got him after he went down. Like, Ugh, yeah, yeah, I saw that part. Brutal knockout, but yeah, you know, going through these cards, I'm trying to find. There was a title fight. Um, someone was asking me about one of the title fights. I think it was um, Oliver and Gaethje, but they, they don't have it up yet. But along the way, I saw Luke Gay versus Belial Muhammad. I can't wait for I can't wait for Belial to lose. I'm so tired. Of, so yeah. tired of that man. Yeah, you've been saying that guy, for a while, right? I'm pretty the sure. The guy talks like he's like Conor McGregor on Conor McGregor's rise to the top. Like before oh. Tommy McGregor was getting beat by everyone. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, so I, I'm excited about that one because I, I think Luke just has his way with him. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm all about it. I, I, I know uh, our boy that you, we brought on to talk the one time with us that that podcast never worked out, but he, he's a big Lulil Muhammad fan, but I just, I just can't stand him. Oh man, we gotta have him on maybe in the future to talk about that matchup. Yeah, we'll have him on for that card. Definitely. Let him let him defend Belial. <laughs> Ooh, another heavyweight he's match good. between John and somebody. Yeah, well, he he at least knows what he's talking about. So it, it'll be more insightful than it'll be more insightful. Um let's leave it at that. Um <laughs> but uh shout out to uh, shout out shout out to our other guests. <laughs> right, right. Um this week we have Makachev versus Green. Um Green the fill in. Um Darius unfortunately got hurt. Uh this is one thing I want to say because and we'll end it on this note, but like I one of the most biggest pet peeves of mine is like when people are like props to this guy for like stepping up and like never turning down fights and like blah 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 and like I think that's the most like corny cheesy thing you can ever say to someone whose career is fighting <laughs> because like Bobby Green's been around for a while and I know he's like on a rise and like it looks like he's changed his fighting style and like da 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 but like like I can't give him props for stepping up because like <laughs> like literally he's unranked he 
probably doesn't have a title shot in their future. Like, yeah, he's beaten like Ally Kenta, which some people hold in high regard because Khabib said that was his toughest fight. But like, I've never really been impressed by Al. He got beat by Kevin Lee, I think. I'm pretty sure Kevin Lee beat him. Maybe it was Dan Hooker. I don't know. <laughs> I don't way, remember. Right. It wasn't, wasn't a good loss. Um, he just beat uh, Hasbarat, which Hasbarat didn't really look like he was should have been in there. Definitely didn't look as good as he was advertised. But bottom line is like Green probably wasn't even going to sniff a title shot like just because he's won a few and then it's a bunch of unranked guys like yeah they've been pretty one-sided exciting fights if you're a Bobby Green fan but like like I'm not going to give him credit for stepping in there with the guy that's next in line for the title shot like it's literally an opportunity that you can't say no to like your job as a fighter if your goal is to fight in the championship like then you got to fight a guy like Makachev and like if he wins you know all more power to him but like if he goes out there and gets mauled like then he has nothing to lose you know so when people are like oh like someone said something about like connor connor always steps in there like in the big time when the lights are shining and what what happens oh he's lost to dustin poirier tries he lost to khabib <laughs> the brony like Honestly, Connor should be fighting like the tenth ranked guy at this point. Like I'm right. not gonna give him credit for stepping in there and title shots. Like that's what he, that's what every fighter's goal is to get a title shot. So no, he doesn't get credit for stepping in there and you know fighting for the title or fighting the guy next in line for the title. <laughs> like that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when like these guys get credit for like literally getting an opportunity they don't deserve. Like. Mm-hmm. That'd be like my boss coming in and being like, hey, we want to give you like the next in line to like my job. And me being like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> the quest I'm going to take it. Like, what's the pay? Oh, it's double my salary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, All right. like let's, let's, not, let's not give these guys too much credit for like doing their job or being gifted an opportunity that's above them. Right, right, right. But like I said, I mean, the way this pottery plays out is Makachev is going to take him down, Mullen, and you're going to see why Bobby Green is unranked and Makachev is next in line for the title. So I just, like, shout out, like, good for Green for getting the opportunity and taking the fight. But, like, let's, let's not, like, shower him with all this praise. Like, he's, like, doing the honorable thing. <laughs> Honor and dignity. And... <laughs> We, we don't care. <laughs> Summed up perfectly, my man. <laughs> Summed up perfectly. Uh, On that note, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, man. Uh, I think we nailed it. It was a great podcast. So I'm just excited for the, the content that we're about ready to put out. So <clears throat> well done, sir. Well also, done. Also, Tony Khan, you're super cringy showing up in a Bullet Club shirt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as we, as you guys all know how we feel about tony khan and factions you're you're super cringe tony you're not cool you like Vince mcmahon showing up in an nwo shirt like it's lame run run the company don't be a fanboy there you go yeah for real yep so with that being said guys thank you for listening 
uh we'll try to put out another episode as soon as we can but uh you know thanks a lot for uh sticking around so uh yeah <laughs> it's great it's great <laughs> have a good one and uh thank you germany we love all you uh, <laughs> for, yeah i'll try to i'll try to put together a sentence in german next time uh, i can only Just say uh off the toilet uh, that means i have to go to the bathroom which is true so <laughs> I uh, love you guys. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Love you. Have a good one. <laughs> Later. Talk to you soon.